0: I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. Okay, so we're talking about goals and motivation. And the moment that you start talking about those things, I think people's first question is, but how do I get motivated? And when they look at someone like a coach, they assume that we are always motivated. I am not always motivated. I can tell you that right now. There are days when I have all the motivation in the world and there are days where you couldn't pay me a million dollars to get off my ass and out of bed. So first, just know that that's part of the human experience, that we are not always motivated, that there's not just people out there existing in the world that are just constantly motivated. Most of them that are successful, that you see as very motivated, that just always seem to stick to their goals and they're always in the gym and they always seem to eat great or whatever else, these outside perceptions that we have of them, most of the time it's because they've built a strong enough habit that it's easy for them to just keep doing it because they've been doing it. Like, it's easy for you to wake up and brush your teeth every day because you've spent decades brushing your teeth every single morning. So you don't even have to think about it. It doesn't take a motivation. If we needed to motivate ourselves to brush our teeth, that would be a nightmare and we'd all have gross teeth. That's why when toddlers and and children are learning that habit, it's a little bit harder for them. They don't always want to do it. Sometimes they're going to throw a tantrum because it's not an established habit yet. It's something that they are working on. Same thing for you if you are working on something like exercising three or four times a week, when you first do it, you're not going to want to. That's very normal because we don't like change and we don't want to feel uncomfortable. And that's what exercise is. So first, I just want you to give yourself a little grace in the process and not assume that it's going to feel like butterflies and unicorns all the time. That's just not how it's going to be. And if we constantly are searching for whatever's going to give us dopamine next, that's when we kind of fall down a rabbit hole where, you know, a year from now or a few months from now, we find ourselves looking in the mirror thinking, "Who?" Is that person? I don't even recognize myself anymore because I've gone so far down the rabbit hole that my health and my mental health and whatever else is getting to you in that moment that it's just gone down the tubes because I was just chasing dopamine and I was just chasing comfort. When oftentimes the things that we think we need motivation for are the uncomfortable things, the things that we don't want to do day after day, the things that hurt our muscles or the meals that we don't always love, that don't give us the quick hit of dopamine. So just give yourself grace and stop assuming that change is going to feel easy because it's not going to. Here's how we can stay on top of motivation enough that we continue towards our goals. I'm just going to give you a handful of tips that you can carry into your week. Some of them are going to work for you. Some of them are not going to work for you because guess what? Just like anything else in health, fitness, or mental health, it's case by case. It's different for every person. So the the tip that's going to motivate the person next to you is not the same one that's going to work for you. We need to start celebrating those differences Instead of just prescribing this cookie cutter methodology for everyone we come into contact with, because it's what contributes to our feeling of failure. Because your sister says, well, what works for me is that I set up my clothes every night and I work out every morning. And that's, the, that's what changed the game for me. And then when you try it and you just stare at those clothes sitting across from you and never work out, you feel like shit. We don't need that. You need a different strategy. That's all it is. You're just different than your sister. So I'm going to give you a handful of things. I want you to try them out and see what feels right for you. Do this with curiosity rather than thinking that you're going to be perfect in this process because we are redefining success. Remember, in our last episode, we talked about redefining what success means. And so in this season, as you are navigating how to feel a little bit more motivated towards reaching your goals, success is going to mean trying on some of these strategies for for size and deciding what works for you. So success might mean that you tried a few things to... Hopefully, work out in the morning, and maybe you didn't work out. But what you realized is that two of those really didn't work for you, and one of them got you a little bit closer. So now we have data that is successful too, even if you didn't get to work out tomorrow. Okay, so the first thing is I want you to start making success simple. Remember, yesterday we talked about redefining success and what that means, but I also want you to change what success is going to look like day by day. So make it simple. For you to be successful, we can also go back to our two minute rule episode. We can use that here when it comes to motivation. Because if success now looks like doing two minutes of exercise, you're way more likely to be motivated enough to do the two minutes. And therefore, you are successful because we've made success simple for this day. We've also better understood what we needed in that day and what success was gonna look like. So, on the days where you roll out of bed and you were woken up 12 times in the night, Success is going to look different than it does tomorrow. So success on that day might mean that you lace up your shoes and you go walk the dog and that's your exercise. Success might mean on that day that you do a couple minutes of stretching before you get dressed to go and that is success. Make success simple. Because then you start building the habit. That is the most important part of staying motivated or what we perceive as motivation. For all those people that you see who work out every day and just seem to be so consistent with it, it's because they've built a habit. So that's really our goal here. And so if we just make success simple, it's just performing the action so that we are continuing the habit and being consistent with the habit itself. It doesn't have to be perfect every time. Sometimes it'll be an hour. Sometimes it's going to be one minute. That's okay. We still did the activity because we are practicing and we're still successful. Here's the other thing with this. It often just tricks our brain. So when you wake up in the morning, for example, you are supposed to go work out. The first thing in the morning, you told yourself last night, I'm going to work out in the morning before I go to work. You open your eyes because your alarm goes off and you think, oh my God, the last thing I want to do in my entire life is go exercise right now. This is the moment when our brain has this magical ability to convince us that the best choice is actually just to stay in bed and not exercise. This is when we start to gather all of the evidence. I just didn't sleep well last night or, you know, I'll exercise. I'll do it later. I'll work out after work, even though we know we're not going to do that because we're going to be exhausted. We tell ourselves a bunch of stories that convince us that it's okay to not work out right now. That's what our brain does because it's trying to keep us comfortable at all times. So we're searching for the first hit of dopamine we can find, and the one we're going to find in this moment is going back to sleep. But instead, if you say, no, I'm going to do two minutes, I'm just going to do two minutes of exercise, I'm going to get up, put my shoes on, and I'm just going to stretch for a couple minutes. Sometimes you're going to do the two minutes of stretching, and you're going to be like, okay, I'm done. I did the thing, I checked the box, that's what success looks like today. Many of the other times you are going to do two minutes of stretching and you're going to feel like, well, I I could do 10 minutes more of, you know, an ab workout or something. I'm already here. I put the clothes on and I'm awake now. So I guess I'll do a little bit more. And suddenly those two minute sessions are rolling into 30 minute sessions because you're already up. Most of the time it's getting past that initial discomfort, that initial tinge, that initial feeling or thought in our brain that says, I don't want to right now. We have to push past that little obstacle and try something. And if we get to the other side and we do something and it still doesn't feel right, it's okay to listen to our bodies. It's okay to say, you know what? This is what success looks like today. And that's okay. But most of the time you are going to just continue because you've pushed past the initial discomfort and now you're not just relying on strong motivation. So that was a long way to say, make success for yourself simple. Because you'll be surprised at how much you're going to be able to expand a habit and grow it. The second piece is to start your day with one small thing, one small win. So for a lot of people, this is making the bed or getting up out of bed. Those can be your first wins of the day. And I want you to start celebrating those little wins because that's going to teach your brain that you get rewarded for an activity. It's going to feel good to complete something, to check it off your list. And remember, we're redefining success. So when we start with one small thing, we're already successful for the day. That's going to start to increase our confidence, which is also going to translate to us having more trust in ourselves and feeling a little bit more motivated to do the next thing, the next small thing. Keep it baby steps. We love to make these like monumentous changes in our lives because in the moment, When we're writing in our notebook and saying all the ways that we're going to change tomorrow, that is giving us dopamine. We feel excited at the idea of us changing our lives. But the moment we have to actually do the work, that doesn't feel good anymore. So instead, promise yourself baby steps and continue at those. Keep chipping away. And over time, you're going to get to those big changes that you already wanted, but you just took small steps to get there. And that ends up being way more sustainable in the long run. Another trick I love to use when I'm really not feeling motivated is to build in a reward for the behavior that I am trying to achieve. So if I build in something that I'm excited for, that excitement and the anticipation of dopamine are what motivates me to do the thing. So for example, When I was really starting to try and build the habit of waking up earlier in my day so that I had more time for myself, I built in a breakfast that I loved. I also would bribe myself with my tea in the morning because I would make it a little bit more fancy than the tea that I would have normally. So instead of just having, you know, a plain old tea, I would suddenly be making London fogs. And so in the morning when I really didn't want to get out of bed, I could look forward To my drink that I was about to have. Or in the wintertime, when I'm feeling so cold in the morning, I bribe myself with a really hot shower. (laughs) And that is enough to get me out of bed because it's something that's remedying the discomfort that I'm experiencing in that moment. When we don't want to get out of bed, that example, you want to chase some sort of comfort. So if you can bribe yourself essentially with some sort of comfort that's going to come just from you getting out of bed. That's going to set you in motion for a more successful day because you've already completed one task. This doesn't have to be anything huge. It's not like we need to spend 15, 20 bucks every single day to try and get ourselves out of bed. That's not what I want because then you're causing a new problem. But it it just needs to be something simple, a small reward that gets you excited enough that you push past the initial discomfort, and you won't need this forever. It's not like if you're trying to build the habit of exercise and you start to use like your favorite fancy coffee as a motivator, that that means in order to exercise, you're always going to have to have the fancy coffee. It's just in the initial hump as you build the habit. The first couple weeks or something like that may be where you need to rely on the external motivators, but over time, it's just going to become a habit. You won't need them anymore. This sounds bad, but think of it like your dog. When you're training a dog, they get a lot of treats at the beginning, right? You give them tons of treats for every good thing that they do But as they progress through training, you typically will wean them off those treats They don't get quite as many and maybe they only get them occasionally by the end Because they don't need that external motivator as much anymore in order to do the thing that you're asking them So they'll be able to sit without you having to give them a treat every time But in the beginning they need treats think of yourself the same way and I feel like this one gets a lot of trashing like people are like you shouldn't need to rely on rewards in order to build a habit. But you know what? Some of us need that and it's helpful and that's okay. So people may say that you shouldn't rely on external motivators and why would you want to, you know, ruin your progress in the gym by getting a sugary coffee or something? People are going to say those types of things to you. But like we've said, it's The initial hump, we're pushing past that. And half the time, the person that's telling you that you aren't doing enough isn't even playing the game themselves. They're just criticizing what you are choosing to do. Even though in six months' time, you are going to be farther along than they are. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple more. I know I'm throwing a lot at you today, but I want you to be able to take whatever you need and whatever's going to work best for you and leave the rest behind. Another piece that you can always do to increase your motivation or increase your ability to stick to a goal is to build in accountability. This is where coaches are magical things. This is why I always have a coach, because I show up at my meetings with them and they're always holding me accountable for the things that I said I was going to do. And even just having that in the back of my mind throughout the weeks where I'm not working with them directly. I always think about like, oh, I got to do this because I'm going to check in with my coach and they're going to ask whether I did it or not. But you can do this with one of your friends. You know that if you've ever paired up with someone and you were gym buddies and you held each other accountable to go to the classes or go to the gym together, you were way more successful. Because unfortunately, we have a way easier time letting ourselves down than we do letting somebody else down. Use that to your advantage for now. So ask a friend hire a coach, invest in yourself, maybe join a group on Facebook, or there's lots of groups out there that you can join for that added accountability. But accountability goes a long way in helping us just stick to our goals. Another strategy to stick to a goal is to pair the activity you don't want to do with an activity you do want to do. So I actually use this a fair amount, especially with my clients who come in and they're like, I'm watching way too much Netflix and I really need to work out. We can put those two together. You can be doing a workout in your living room while you are watching Netflix or you get yourself to the gym and you make yourself a rule that on the treadmill, that's where you get to watch the trashy shows that your husband hates anyway. Like even just pairing those two together, something that is giving you a dopamine hit with something that you really don't want to do means that you are more motivated to do the activity because you get a reward. It's built into the activity itself. I know a lot of these are focusing on fitness. It's just the easiest example to use. But we can use the same logic with something like nutrition. So if you are trying to eat a little bit healthier, maybe you're trying to add in more veggies or more protein into your routine, and you're really struggling right now because you typically rely on high-carbohydrate, high-fat foods or something like that, we can pair – Your nutritious meal that you made, so something that has a stir fry with lots of veggies in it and lots of protein, we can pair that with a high reward food that you also love. And this isn't really a short-term hack. This is actually something that I want all of my clients to start doing, is building foods we love in with foods that are nutrient-dense so that we can get the best of both worlds. We don't need food to be joyless. We don't need nutrition to be joyless or complicated. It can be really simple. If you love pasta, for example, instead of trying to eliminate pasta, we could just pair it with something that is more nutrient dense. So we can pair the pasta with lots of protein and veggies, and suddenly you have a balanced meal. But you're using the same logic where you really don't want to eat the protein or the vegetables. Maybe you're just not a fan of vegetables. But if you pair it with the pasta, you already love that. You know you love it. So you're more likely to do the activity itself. So these are honestly just a handful of the things that we can do to increase our motivation. This is something I work with a lot of my clients on. So I want you to try some of these out. But if they don't work, know that it doesn't mean that you're broken or that your brain is not possible to crack like We can get to the bottom of what's going to motivate you as an individual, but you are an individual, so you can't just listen to the advice from others and assume it's always going to work for you. This is where coaching becomes so special. And we are 100% going to be talking about motivation in the burnout club because I can't think of a less motivated person than somebody who's burnt out it feels almost impossible to do the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves when we feel burnt out. And we're going to be pushing past that in the burnout club. So if this is you, that space is right for you. You still have time to join us before the doors close. Hop in, grab your seat. If you have any questions about it, let me know too. But the last thing I want to leave you with is that if all else fails, if you are stuck and you just don't even know what to do next. The thing I want you to try and do if you can push past this is just move your body in some way. I don't care if you are pacing around your apartment, just getting out of bed, moving your body, go for a walk outside. There's something very powerful about motion for our brains. When you move your body, you really do change your mind. Sometimes it's just getting out of our own way enough to just move. That's all the push that we actually need. So If you find yourself so stuck and nothing seems to be helping you stay motivated, I just want you to set the goal to move. That's it. Just get up from wherever you are and move around. Even throw in a few dance moves, something that's gonna make you laugh because there is nothing more powerful at getting us out of a funk than movement and laughter, I'm telling you. So use that, have that in your back pocket. If all else fails, move your body and if you can move it in a fun way, even better. Jump up and down. I don't care what you do, but move it in some way because a stagnant body is only going to stay stagnant and your brain is going to stay stagnant too. Actually, I say that your brain's going to stay stagnant in some ways, but it's also going to spiral in others, which feels even more painful. So move your body. Okay. This was a longer run because motivation is a big topic, but I, and I wanted to give you guys a variety so you could kind of experiment with multiple options to try and motivate yourself. I hope this was helpful. If it was, send it to a friend who also might need help with motivation. And I really want to see when the Burnout Club. I'm. I hope you know that I am not just repeating this because I'm trying to hard sell you on it and like convince you to join. I don't want to be. I don't want to convince you to join. I want you to join because it's right for you. I want you to push past your own fears when it comes to investing in yourself or finding a program that feels right, and instead have enough belief in yourself to know that you're worth it. So I'm just gonna be the one, the little bug in here, just reminding you that this is there for you if you want it. I love you, I am rooting for you, and I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley O Show so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.